right now at Safeway. Get your skin winter ready with big savings on all your favorite skincare products. Shop for deals on items like Gillette Mach 3 Racers, Gillette Labs Racers and Blades, Venus Racers and Blades, and Native Shampoo, Conditioner, and Body Wash. Plus, shop the buy two, get one free baking event and save on items like selected varieties of handy foil and good cook pans. Offer expires December 26th. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for full offer details. Do you know someone on your holiday gift list that's looking to cut costs? Consider a Henson Razor. Henson Razors use quality standard blades that only cost 10 cents each. That means you'll only be spending pennies a month on blades. Compare that to multi-blade cartridges that cost 20 to 30 times more. Over a couple years, that special someone on your list will save hundreds and get a safe and smooth shaving experience along the way. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to HensonShaving.com holiday. Mm. It's the Custard TV podcast, the one place on the web where I sound a little bit sick. And uh, you're rather I'm... subdued tonight, Luke. Are you? All I right? know. I think we've not done a podcast in the dark for a while, and it's thrown me. So it's do like... you have? Do you have sad? Seasonal, I am seasonal affective disorder. No, I have uh, sodding ass disease. Which is a similar thing. I'm Luke, I'm editor of the website. When it Don't you sound like to... me this week? I, I know, <laughs> aren't you annoying? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the depressed one, you're normally up. Is it, the, is it the, the, the current crop of crime drama on television that's causing you to feel this mm. way? I would, I would edit a letter in crop, and I think you'd get closer to what I'm thinking about, the shows we're going to discuss. Um, <laughs> just change a letter of crop, you'll get there. Matt in the northern area. Matt in the northern area. And Gary <laughs> Hello, in the Gary northern Lee. area. Hi. You, we don't do that. Matt never sort of says hello to Gary, only to me. It makes me feel good. Well, the thing is, is that, you know, sorry to break the fourth wall, we do kind of talk before the show. Mm. Oh. So... Me, me and Gary go on outings without you sometimes as well, Luke. Yeah. yeah it's you go weird on your how... romantic weekends in Edinburgh. Yeah, yeah. If you go to Scotland, yeah. do you have to take your passport? No. no, although somebody did ask me that before yeah. the first time we went, and it did panic me a bit. I think maybe if they'd got the yes vote, then maybe. Well, that's right. Mm. I'm wondering if I need to take my passport because I'm planning to go to the Isle of Wight. What do you think? Yes, you do, because you yeah, go you do. over water. Oh, really? No, he... yeah. Because I've got to get... Really? Because you're still in the UK, but you're travelling... I mean, I went to the Isle of Man and had to take my passport. Yeah. Are you going on a plane? Pal- no, 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 a boat, a ferry. Yeah, basically, Gary, if you have to pass a port, right. you need your passport. Oh, I, I, was gonna, I, I thought you were going to say then, if you have to pass water. Then, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he, would, he would literally have to, though, wouldn't yeah, he? Pass over. <laughs> uh, you work in the old post office, Matt. I need to get my passport done. Can you sort that out for me? <laughs> yeah, if you can do Stafford. <laughs> yeah, cool. Well, I was hoping to get like a mate's rate deal, you know. I would love that to be the first time you meet in the flesh. Yeah, I just <laughs> turned up with my passport photos. <laughs> Proof of ID and was it about eighty quid or something? Yeah, eighty-two twenty-five. Ah, I knew you knew. Luke, Gary, and Matt talking telly on the Custard TV podcast. This is what we do then: news, catching up with all the TV-based stuff you need to know. Then um, Gary goes west, which is the US stuff. Then the reviews, and then we do the quiz and the pick of the week. A big news today um, is that Stephen Fry has stepped down of, from QI after 13 series. The M series starts with little sort of 
fanfare on Friday. Didn't even realise, but it is on Friday. Uh, and then it's been announced that Sandy Toxvig, who Gary once sat next to, it's is true. going to be yeah. taking over. I was a massive QI fan for about the first six or seven series, and then it's sort of, I think Dave overplay it. Yeah. And it's you see, my of... folks love it. They're always watching the QI XL repeats on Dave. Yeah. It's a lovely thing to watch. If you need to fill half an hour, 40 minutes, it's a nice distraction. But... Well, I don't I, know. I think, that, I think as well. I don't know that I've watched it religiously like you for about. I mean, I recorded. I've it. never been a fan. I have to say, it's never. Really? No. And I, I, no, no disrespect to Sandy Toxic. I'm just not sure. I will watch. But Stephen Fry was the, the draw, wasn't it? In his chemistry with Alan well, Davis. It was, yeah, it was yeah. him and Alan Davis. So it didn't, for me, it didn't really matter who the guests were. Could I ever told you that I went to a QI taping, and it was the one taping that Alan Davis wasn't at because it clashed oh. with the. A Champions League final that Arsenal were in. So they did a bit where um, he disappeared or was just the voice of a ghost or something. Um, oh, I vaguely and, remember. Yeah, that, and I was it? at that taping and um, it was the most depressing thing that like, you go along to watch like the Beatles and like John Lennon wasn't there. I know. Who, who, I hate to break it to you, Gary. I know, John, yeah, Le- sorry, John Lennon yeah. died a few years. But you know what I mean? You know, you go and you go and watch the Wonder stuff, and they don't do Size of a Cow. You know, <laughs> they'd have to do. <laughs> And um, something we don't normally do at this stage is a bit of a preview. And um, Fargo is coming back to Channel 4 on Monday night. So we won't do a podcast again before that. And we want to be able to review it. But as a bit of a treat, I got a preview from MGM this week. And I gave Matt it and he watched it. And you didn't see Series 1 with Martin Freeman. No. And I I didn't see it at the time, but it was just one of those things I thought, I'd like to, you know, watch this and see it. And the first couple of episodes, I was like, yeah, I sort of get it. By the end, I thought it was fantastic. And Series 2 takes the story in a very different direction. Prequel, uh, isn't back, it? I mean, back re- to the 70s. Yeah. Reading really? Through, oh. Reading through the, um, just, like, the characters and everything, the, the sort of main... <laughs> Police character is the father of. Is the, the father of Alison Tolman. Oh, uh, right. Yeah. That's the connection, isn't it? That's between the connection. The two. And also, it's worth saying with Fargo, it's one of those US shows that is becoming slightly more common where it's all written by one person as opposed to mm. the team that we associate. So, Matt, what did you think of Ep 1 of Series 2? Yeah, of I like. I mean, I did actually try uh, the first episode of Season 1 and just found it quite hard to get into, as you mentioned. I mean, I only. I did a Gary and only sort of watched the first 10 minutes, but I really couldn't just spend any more time with the Martin Freeman character, if that makes sense. This seemed to move a lot quicker than that. There seemed to be a lot more sort of after the very odd beginning of it, which is very also odd beginning. Like loved loved it. Um, it goes into uh, you know you've got all the different stories and stuff like that. The crime family, the cops, Ted Danson. Do, do you agree that it has a very interesting tone to it? Yeah, as I well? mean, have you ever watched the film? I have to be honest, and loads of people will sigh when I say this. I never did see the film, and it's on Netflix. Yeah. So I may well. It's it's quirky. It's got that sort of the quirkiness to it. I, I saw most of series one, not all of it. Um, see, I'm, I'm amazed that you you did this with Breaking Bad. I'm amazed that you got because by the time oh, I got to the fourth episode, I was like, yeah, this is a good little journey. Me, and I'm just annoyed that you didn't get to the end. It's like you know. I'm loyal to the podcast. No, I think I, I, with America now that we're in the Netflix era, it's easy to drop shows and go back to them. I think 
Except you don't tend to. Yeah, but what I think Luke's yeah. point yeah. is that yeah, you know, yeah. you're, you're not obviously that invested in the story and the characters if you no. aren't. If you just drop yeah. it, it's obviously not that important no. to you. And there's yeah. not that I, I would say with Fargo, I could, I could see how well written it was. Mm. It just didn't grab me. I've seen the film. I thought the film was meh. I, you know, yeah, I, I I'm not a Coen like Brothers fan. so. But yeah. I liked this. I thought the cast were really... I mean, Kirsten Dunst surprised me the most. I she was she, brilliant. She was so it? basically no one from the first series is in this because no, they've gone back that, in time. It's a prequel. Yeah. It's a prequel. Only yeah. Could, the, I, could the, I watch the, it having not seen yeah, yeah. season I've one. not Absolutely. seen season one. If you didn't hear that before, Gary, I haven't seen any of season No, 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 but I'm just saying, would, <laughs> would that be confusing for me having seen no. series no, one? No, because I haven't seen any of season one. All right. <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be the fight. If, if you want to be sort of the, the the woman from season one, the police detective does appear as a six year old. Um, Nick Offerman's very good. Yeah, Gene yeah, Smart, who was in Frasier and, and Twenty Four, yeah. and a lot. Nick, of stuff. Nick Offerman's getting around. I noticed that he was also in um, uh, the the Apocalypse one. Yeah, and and, um, and one of the Culkins. I'm not sure which and, one. And Brad Garrett makes. A yeah, 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 the end, yeah. Oh. Robert Arnett. Yeah. So, based upon this, will you stick with this? I'll definitely give it another go. I'm not sure. It it wasn't like, oh, I've got to watch the second episode straight away. But it was interesting, well-written, well-acted, definitely. I will therefore then watch the first episode on terrestrial television next week when it's on. What what was the... Would you say Dr. Foster was the last drama, Matt, that you felt I have to watch the second episode straight away? I mean, this is England. I like... That was the last one I really enjoyed. I think oh, that's I'd like, true, yeah. I wanted to see the last episode of it after episode three. The thing with oh, Giddy okay. last year that we really liked. Line of Duty. Yeah, that was the thing where I was like, I want. when they pushed the woman out of um, the Call the Midwife out the window, I wanted to watch the second episode. Spoiler alert. Okay, um, oh. so that is the news. We have got the quiz to come and all the reviews, and Matt does some talking. First, though, Gary Goes West. <laughs> Living have picked up three American shows Limitless, Blind Spot, which has just been given a full series in the US, which is a good thing, and The Catch, which is the latest drama from Shonda Rhimes, she who's done How to Get Away with Murder and uh, Grey's Anatomy. Fox in Equalists have cut the uh, amount of episodes from the Minority Report, which is based on the film, to 10 episodes. That in America basically means it's going to get cancelled. When they don't show the full series, it means it's not doing well in the ratings. And talking of that, three shows that have come to an end. Extant, uh, which stars Halle Berry, which was commissioned by yeah. CBS. I thought was Extant was an on... Amazon thing. Well, I that was it was... No, it's Amazon here. Yeah, Amazon oh, okay. here, but, but also I think Amazon were part funding mm. it. Oh, OK. So I think they were involved, but certainly over here. Sometimes, Matt. It I know, I know, I know. Halt and Catch Fire, which is on Amazon in this country, has been renewed have for a series sweet... three. So, uh, yeah. Uh, and um, one that's coming oh. on Alibi later this year, Quantico, which is around the FBI. What's trade- that one, sorry? Quantico. Quantico. It's, that's- is that not obvious by the title? <laughs> <laughs> that's where the FBI training school is, if you've ever okay. got anything to do I with that. I thought it was like Scorch here. No, it's not. Also given a full series is the comedy Fresh Off the Boat, which have we love talked this. about this before? Yeah. Yes, I love this. You love this. There's no UK it's broadcaster, brilliant. but ABC have given it a full series and the ratings have been excellent. The last episode that I watched nefariously had Shaquille O'Neal running a um, 
running a car dealership, which was, which was brilliant. Who's yeah. to know that's is not it what called, now? Was, it, was, was right. it called Shaquille O'Wheels? Yes, oh. it was. Was it? It was. Oh. Yes. <laughs> and last so you that, could write on I the staff for that. Yeah. The, the uh, highly hoped and hyped Supergirl is going to be shown on Sky One in this country. Probably part what of the same that, deal. Gary? Sorry. Highly hoped and hyped. Yeah, highly hoped and hyped. <laughs> I think that's. I think that's that. That works. Well, it's high uh, hopes. Well, it has high hopes. People have high hopes for it. And it's highly and hoped It's, it's as going well. to be shown on Sky One. Uh, no word of when it will start yet. That hasn't been announced. CSI Cyber, which is the last now of the CSI franchise to be showing. Thank this, the Lord. This started on 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 five recently. Uh, it's not very good. It tries to be very much like the other CSIs, but lacks real leadership from the lead character. Uh, it's gone a different direction. It's gone with the same kind of building of a team, but it it really is poor. It tries to build on the idea of cyber crime and, and the CSI franchise just, just now feels a bit tired. Now they've certainly ended all the other ones now that uh, CSI, you know, Las Vegas or the main one has gone. But just for statistic fans, I think CSI has lasted longer than MFI. Yeah. No, MFI is still running, isn't it? No. No? Oh, okay. It's not. But B&Q still is. Uh, and uh, funnily enough, uh, Dawson is in it from Dawson's Creek. Do we ever see Dawson's Creek in this? Because we didn't see it in the original. There weren't even any shots of his creek at any point. No, I don't think... Oh, come on, Luke. Get your mind Although, out. Although, I only saw it. Carry on. Talking of creeks... <laughs> oh, it's... <laughs> what are we going to do now? The next review is uh, of uh, a show that's been cancelled in America already called Battle Creek. This did Gary, come, Gary, uh, sorry, it, Gary. Has it been battle-axed? Nice. Now, it, this comes highly hyped and hoped because it was written <laughs> by... Uh, that's my new phrase. You know that's not a phrase, do I you? Know, I know, I'm my own. Hashtag. <laughs> this was created by the creator of Breaking Bad, Vince Gilligan, and also yeah. was the uh, produced by David Shaw, who created House. So there's a lot of people thinking that this would be one of the new things, but very much hampered by being a network show as opposed to a cable show in America. It's an old-fashioned buddy cop, and it doesn't work. And you can see why it's been cancelled from the first episode. No one really of any real note who's in it. Lots of Bart Timers, no one of real star quality. And it's just basically an FBI cop who ends up working with the homicide cops in a place called Battle Creek in Michigan. And that's it. I think what happened with this is that Vince Gilligan pitched this way before Breaking Bad became the thing that it yeah. is. And it, then they thought, oh, it, it, if we put his name on this again, he will. Uh, people but, will watch this. But you and can tell, it didn't work. You can tell that the network element of it has just completely ruined any idea of a storyline because you can't show anything too graphic. You can't do any of the kind of dialogue or things that he would like to do. He did with, obviously, Breaking Bad. It just ends up being a very plain bad buddy cop, you know, TV show. Should we yeah. do uh, good cop shows or bad cop shows first? Or... Ooh, they're all good it's cop shows. It's a tricky world. We'll um, start with, because we talked really about it. I wanted like... to yell earlier and now right, I'm we'll, not so we'll bothered start about it. With... Should we get better? Should we start with From Darkness and work our way up? Oh, go on then. Because you, you, right. you hate me, Luke. You hate me. You made me watch episode two of From Darkness. Yeah. From Darkness is the Anne-Marie Duff show that Gary picked as his pick of the week because he liked Anne-Marie Duff. Fair enough, so do we. Uh, and then we watched it. Matt and I watched the first one. We thought it was pretty... I mean, I really you disliked it. it. Matt could, Matt could see right. merit in it. Yeah. 
and Gary hadn't seen it for various reasons, and then sent us a, a tweet together. Didn't have the guts to tweet it out on his profile, just sent us a tweet together. Well, that's still saying, on my profile. No, no, you have, to, you have to look for it to find it. But anyway, I, lo- I love no, From Darkness. If you follow you me, you would have seen that tweet. Yeah, No, you have to follow all of us to see it. No. Yes, that's how Twitter works. No. Yes. Anyway, we'll... we'll, we'll... <laughs> Do you not know how, how Twitter works? Well, how is it then I see other people's responses? You follow it... them both. Correct me if I'm wrong, but would you be able to see it if... Because Luke would be... You would be able to see Luke's responses. Yes. So you'd have to click on then reply, you know. Oh, exactly. So if they don't follow you two, yeah. they won't have seen it. Oh, well, I didn't know that, so I didn't do it on no. purpose. No, let's oh, just take on. Let's just see. Just just to, you know, put this to bed once I was like all. an early adopter of Twitter. I feel bad now. Gary joined Twitter in January 2009. Yeah. Just, to, <laughs> just that's, an early, that's seven years ago almost. Yeah, but you didn't know how it works. Well... <laughs> Originally, right. you had to have a phone number attached to Twitter, and it was like a text thing, or we think it was. There was something to do with text. Oh, we. Well, me and me and the other person that joined it. <laughs> I was on Twitter first. Me and yeah. Stephen Fry. Yeah, me. You and know, you're talking about a fax machine. So he he sent this tweet out that uh, that said, "I've just seen From Darkness. I love it. You two know nothing about television." And it actually really annoyed me because for me there, <laughs> there was no merit in this at all. There was nothing to love. And and before Gary gets on the bandwagon about why it was good, Matt, what did you honestly think of the second episode of From Darkness? Just dull, really. And I don't Relentlessly understand. dull. There there are certain things about it I don't understand. A why she sort of suddenly got into cop mode straight away. I mean, we're meant to believe she wasn't a police detective for very long because she was really young mm. when she left yeah. in, like, the 90s. Mm. Secondly, what is she taking pills for? Is it to stop yeah. having hallucinations of dead prostitutes? Um, well, we all do that, let's be honest. Speak for yourself. And I don't believe her with either Richard Rankin or Johnny Harris. No. I don't believe it. The only thing I really like is Luke Newbury, and he just sort of disappears and he's after And unf- uh, underused, isn't yeah. he? We're halfway through, and literally nothing has happened. That's not we true. Know... Yes, it is. It, no, it's not. They've reopened the investigation. They've found more evidence. It's nothing. I tell you nothing what. Has I tell you what. I felt everything that happened in episode two could have happened in episode one if they'd have not been so up themselves. What was there about this for you, think... you to love? You used okay. the word love. I, I, I will try. I will try my best. I, I realise I've got a tough crowd, so I'll try my best. I particularly like the fact that actually you did not jump straight into um, the fact that there had been something. You actually got a bit of room for characters to breathe. You got See, a little, I disagree you got already. Well, There's no, no, no characters in from Dark. Okay, okay. Well, I like Anne-Marie Duff. I think she's a very good actress, and I think she's very good in this. I think it's fairly obvious that she's taking medication because of the trauma. So, you know, whatever happened, which I agree we have not learned everything about, but I think it's clear to me. But do you not think that it's such a a cliche the cop with the past yeah, of who, course it is in but this, this case this is why literally we're runs away from but this is it, why we're drawing it her back in it is paint by numbers though isn't it it's... no I, don't, I, I disagree but again I, 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 you know you guys are entitled to your opinion in the same way but it way. is Gary yeah. it's cop running away from past dodgy literally. relationship with former partner who she was having an affair with who still fancies her and is having trouble okay. with his name wife me those, name me those other shows 
where this is a female detective that that happens to. Oh, come on. Name well, him. The Prime Suspect. The Prime Suspect. Fine, the killing that was 20 years extent. ago. The killing. Oh, yeah, but uh, that doesn't no, mean sorry, they have the to be killing. Doing. No, what part of the killing? She's an active police officer in the first episode of The Killing. And even Saga Norrin's a bit, you know, affected by yeah, what happened to not, her. Not that she's active... left the force, but that similar character is what we're saying. Not, she's got that not someone who's physically left well, no, the force. Sure, but the, but someone... the idea of a police officer being broken or damaged comes up in other shows that we'll be talking about in the moment. What What's important is, yes, she was not a detective. She was actual constable who was drafted in to help with a specific investigation because they needed a woman to help with a vice investigation her being damaged she's not it's not a she left she's not still working on working through her demons she left the police force she's making biscuits now well that's fine but, but that, that, okay. that, that, okay. that fair enough I agree a little bit but I don't they, I don't they come up with that. something that, to show that she something happened in her life you know that meant that she left her job she couldn't carry on but you I, fascinate me because I find this I'm, I don't I like stuff with a bit of grit and a bit of, you know, yeah. oomph to it. I find this just relentlessly I'll, dull I'll and depressing. I'll echo what Luke said about sort of the second or third episode of Doctor Foster. It all just feels like it's been written, if that if that That's makes one, sense. Yeah. Uh, rather than these are actual characters, I, 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 I'm just looking at it as a script. I mean, yeah. saying words well, it... rather than I can't believe... You know, because we're saying Anne Marie Duff, we're saying Johnny Harris. We don't. I don't even know the character's name. Claire, her name is. Yeah. Well, I, I okay, all right, that. but I, again, I think that's a bit harsh because you know I don't. I I struggle with names, as you well know. So I don't know that. Mm. You no, but I just think I, I've no investment in any of these characters. What was the name of no. Keely Hawes's character? We talked about Lindsay earlier. Denton. Lindsay Denton. Damn, I'm asking you two, aren't I? I, I? I think the thing that I would say is that I like the fact that it was slow. She's now re-intrigued by this yeah. case so that she's enjoying, you know, getting back into it. Okay, those things are happening not at a pace which it would happen in real life, but then it's a TV show. They have only mm. been given four episodes or written four episodes. Thank yes, God. I agree that they could have sped up episode one, but I think I liked the fact that it took time to draw her back in. To the I ca- liked yeah. that, though, but everything after that. I liked all the stuff yeah. in Scotland, but after that, yeah. I just... Biggest problem is some shows you watch and you're immersed in, like Matt says, and some shows you watch as if you're watching them through a pane of glass and you're not <laughs> involved in it at all. That final episode of Dr. Foster, I may as well have been sat at the, <laughs> at the dining table with them. I was so into it. Yeah. But I think and you this... only got there because of the journey you'd done on the previous four episodes as well. Well, so... no, but Luke loved well... the first episode. If you two can stomach the next two, and obviously you don't uh, do, no, it's up to no. you. If not, I'll barely I'll tell, do number I'll, two. I'll tell you at the end whether <laughs> whether it, whether it, it does build to something, uh, and, yeah. and, and whether that would affect your opinion. You know, we, we've often said about comedy being well, that's the it thing. Will... We've often said about comedy being subjective and how you should give things more than one episode. <clears throat> Maybe we're seeing a shift in drama as well. well that... We have done. Yeah, we've but watched they, two, they, we've they, watched have, top... they haven't got we've the time. Half the series. We've watched, it's a four-part yeah. series and we've watched half the series. Yeah. It, um, I mean, um... I suppose what I get frustrated is you you don't watch stuff that I love. Like, the, you've got half an hour of the Dr. Foster left and yet you watch two hours of well, this where nothing's happened. Because you're not my boss and I don't have to do what you say. See, I struggle with that. Yeah, week, I know. Week yeah. after week. That, is a, that right. was very apprenticey, that you, was. I know. You can struggle with it all you like. You are like, not my Luke. boss. You are yeah. not my boss. You can yeah. struggle with it all you like. It ain't going to change.
I'll go with the flow and they'll talk about River. Come on. Classic uh, comedy. <laughs> so this was another uh, depressed detective this time. <sighs> this was a bit like Marley's Ghost for me. <laughs> oh, please, come on. I was waiting for Joe Joyner to pop yeah. up. No, only in terms of the fact that he just saw everyone that had died all the time. Do you know what? Uh, no one in the world will make that comparison. I love that you well, do No that. one in the world has watched Marley's Ghost. Well, Marley yeah, that's and, right, yeah. And uh, the writer, probably. It stars uh, Stellan Skarsgård as yeah. uh, John River, which in itself sounds like a parody name, like Cloth. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, don't know whether they got, I don't know whether they started with the show and worked their way back to a character. I reckon um, so. Who yeah. is a uh, damaged detective. With who, a past. With a past. Who sees? Who actually sees the ghosts of not only his part, his former police partner played by Nicola Walker, but also uh, victims, people whose cases yeah. he's working on. Eddie and, and Marzen, the... who who recites poetry to him for. Well, some no, reason. he's he. For no the, I did. If you picked up, he was the the Lambeth poisoner from the book. Okay. Yeah. If you have, if you had to guess, uh, Gary sent me another message today uh, about River. He loves you it. Want to guess? He loves it. I didn't say love. I said I really like it. I can see why. In the case of River, I can see why because it is very Nordic noir. Yeah, it's very Wallander, even mm, down to the. the they've the, got the Stellan Skarsgård. I have to say that I don't believe him saying those no. lines. If that makes sense, I don't. I, yeah. I, I it don't feels to me like they've the... drafted. It feels to me like they've drafted. They've written this script. Abby Morgan's written the script, and then they've drafted in a big Scandinavian star. Big international star well, to, to play to the me, lead role rather... I don't think he was the best thing in it I think Nicola Walker was yeah the best. no I agree Stellan Skarsgård Nicola Walker I didn't believe that they had this relationship <laughs> that River is meant to have with Stevie who's the Nicola Walker character because that is the central relationship even well, do, do, you think, do you think that they had that relationship when she was alive or do you think it's just because she's dead that they don't I think they've had to have had at least a sort of friendship for him to, yeah. Well, I mean, this is all his guilt, and that's why he's seeing these ghosts. But you've got to have believed that they had this banter between them, because that's how it starts, mm. isn't it? With all and, the banter. The... Yeah, I just well, don't believe that Stellan Skarsgård and Nicola Walker would have that relationship. There, do, there seems to sort of be a barrier between. And I don't, th- I didn't sort of believe his interactions with like Leslie Manville and who Abby was very yeah, um, I liked Addy Alactol, but again, I didn't know where the character sort of slotted in, if that makes sense. No. Two critics who I respect, and we've actually had one, Emma, on the podcast mm. before, uh, on Radio 5 Live yesterday, said the one, they, they really disliked it to the level I did. Looking to give back this holiday season? Donate to the Army Historical Foundation. For 40 years, the Army Historical Foundation has ensured our nation never forgets the sacrifices of those who serve. As the Army's nonprofit partner, the Foundation constructed the National Museum of the United States Army. The Foundation's work also extends beyond the museum's walls, restoring artifacts, touring historic battlefields, and remembering all we owe to America's Army veterans. Donate today at armyhistory.org. Here in Key West, we were out before it was in. In this open and inclusive paradise, you can be yourself, make new friends, and savor our live and let live vibe. With LGBTQ plus friendly accommodations, our legendary nightlife, and year-round activities and events, it's always a good time to come as you are. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. They said that um, 
one of the biggest mistakes it makes is we don't if we have seen if we'd have seen Nicola and Stellan's character together instead of before she was a instead of when she was a ghost and then seen her die we might feel more sympathy yeah, for the no, river I, but I think I think they wanted you not to know yeah, that she but was dead. just at, trying at to be point. too clever for clever's yeah. sake, isn't it? Well, it's, but, it's, I, but I think that's because in future episodes, I think they'll play on that. You know, but they I do really, it several really times. Like they do I, it yeah. several times in the episode, don't they? Yeah. They did it with the girl. Yeah, that's who right. they're they, investigating yeah. as well. And yeah. I think you can only do it once before it loses an impact. Well, loses I, I impact. think that's the show's hook. I think that's the thing that's yeah. different. I about don't think... like they're making yeah. different about this show. That he... Well, it's not different because Marley's ghost does it as well. Well, putting Marley's <laughs> ghost to one side, if I know, uh, as, as a non-television classic. I think we've promoted that show yeah. more than gold. I was going to say, yeah. It's that old thing of, like almost like Luther, he's a cop that mm. can't do his job because he's Destined by well, demons, hold on, hold on but he also he, he, he hasn't got that bonkerness that. Hold on, hold no. on. He has an eighty percent clearance rate. Who said he can't do his oh, job? God. Well, no, he can't do it well because he's such a no, demon. You know, he's got an eighty percent. Oh. Did you not see how much his boss? I disagree with that. Missed oh, a bit there. God. His boss. I think you always pick up on boss, the wrong bits. <laughs> no, but his boss fought to keep him up in the squad, even though the bloke out of Game of Thrones told him to get rid of him. Because he does his job really well, despite his That's quirks. such a cliche, though, isn't it? He should have got rid of him for the good of the watch, if for nothing else. Yeah. Well, that's right, yeah. But it's the same thing I remember saying about black work. When, when, you know, when you're supposed to believe a character has this relationship with another character, mm. but then you kill them off and you don't see that relationship properly, it's very hard for the audience to yeah. buy or care about it. Especially when you're Isn't... keeping that character on. I'm, I'm, afraid, I'm afraid I liked it. I will keep watching it. And I'm quite afraid that Gary's not going to be on the podcast much longer. I know, I'm a bit worried, yeah. Um, well, no, but this is not, Gary, this is redeem not... yourself by liking Unforgotten. Well, of course I liked Unforgotten. I was a little skeptical. But can skeptical. you see why we why we didn't like those two and we like this? Yeah, because you those two that? those two are a little bit more Nordic noir, and you're not into that genre. Yeah, we are. Oh, oh, no, what? I just watched just watched two finish. series of The Bridge in one Allow in one go. Allow me to finish the sentence. The Bridge is not indicative of Nordic noir. I, I love the killing as well. Yeah, and I was going to say Luke has only just gone to the bridge. Matt, you have picked and you haven't watched a wide breadth of them. You've liked what you've seen. I've watched The Killing neither, and I've watched in, The Bridge. Neither of you have enjoyed Wallander, which is much more Nordic noir. I, liked than... the, I, I watched the, the Kenneth Branagh ones and thought they were all right. Well, that's the ones. Also, that's what I liked. You know, that's, yeah, so, I, but, liked I, mean, I, them. I liked yeah. them, but I liked the I, Nordic noir, the, the actual ones that are in Nordic more. I enjoyed yeah. all three seasons of The Killing and the first bridge. I wasn't massively into the second bridge. Yeah. The thing about the bridge really is more about the location. It's not technically a Nordic noir piece. Yes, it is, guys. No, it no, is. Well, anyway, anyway, we're, go, we're going into it. It is. Oh, that's all right. Uh, the, the thing, the thing that worried me about Unforgotten was how much you two did like it, but at the end, I could see it totally. I was a little bit concerned going through because it is premised on a twist, or at least a reveal, what isn't twist? it? Twist. Well, the fact that at the end they're all involved. You've got all these characters. You knew they were going to be connected. You knew that. Yeah, I knew that. Yes, I knew that because I know how television works. But <laughs> no, but in the sense off. of I know how you know. You talk about formulaic crime. You know, they're not going to show you anything that's not important. But you had yeah. no idea at the beginning how they were involved. And I liked no, the fair. fact that at the end it showed you how they're all involved, and it was logical and believable. 
But did you did you see why we liked Nicola Walker's policeman oh, yeah. and we didn't like River? Because Nicola Walker didn't have a past. She lived with her dad. She wasn't, you know, affected deeply by what was going on. Well, she was, interested the, she was in just it. a police officer. She was just a normal person. Same reason Matt and I like Scott and Bailey is because they're normal people. Well, that's people. the thing. I, I've not got into Scott and Bailey, so, you know, maybe yeah. maybe I don't see. I do, do like it. <laughs> the only thing I would say, uh, Sanju Bhaskar, not a great... I don't know. I quite like them together. I quite, as, yeah, as quite a like them The big question, though, I've got about both Unforgotten and River is did we prefer Nicola Walker's performance of I Love to Love? Or Sonny. That's Sonny. Like, yeah. Who Sonny. knew she could sing? <laughs> the producers of both shows. Well, yeah. <laughs> you know, she's ended up on the screen at the same time in two shows, but they're so vastly different, I don't think you need to worry about it. Well, they're both but, cops, well I don't don't think they're so well, vastly different. I think the characters are vastly different. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The characters yeah. are vastly different. Yeah. yeah. The, the, um, the, and, you know, different hairstyle and all that. You know, and I... I <laughs> I was slightly worried in Unforgotten. Different names as well. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was slightly so worried in Unforgotten that we were looking at an episode of Bones. I don't know whether either of you have seen that. You know, you're you're, yeah. you're learning well, I, things I made, about because of yeah. you know because of the way it did things. I think I think to me the investigation was a bit formulaic, but the way they drew in the other characters was in, was very interesting. The pacing of this was so much different than the pacing of from Darkness and River. I this, agree with that. It, but I it liked it. Without being slow, because you had all these characters you could switch to, and they kept yeah. up the intrigue all the time, and that's it, what I liked. It, about it was it. almost soap opera like in that sense, but in a good way. Like it okay. had many things it could go to to keep, and that's why I think you felt it was pacey because it was little snapshot <laughs> storylines. Should we do quickly strictly? Very quickly, weekly features quickly strictly. So big news this week was that we had the first ten of the series. With uh, Jay McGuinness from The Wanted, uh, with his uh, Pulp Fiction theme Jive. Uh, Kelly, Br- Kelly Bright, I much enjoyed doing a uh, Charleston to the Star Wars uh, Cantana band. Yeah, the yeah. Can- yeah from and, uh, Anthony Agogo is Anthony Agogo is Anthony Agogon after being eliminated. But he was in the dance off with Ainsley Harriet, who was pretending to be a penguin. There you go. Well, there you are. <laughs> That's why you watch Strictly <laughs> right there. We've all lost that public vote. Uh, uh, Natural Bedfellows, The X Factor, which was the second part of the Six Chair Challenge. This week, it was mostly focused around Nick Grimshaw. And, um, it was all focused. Oh, no, and then we had it, a little yeah. bit of the groups at the end with Cheryl, who basically picked all the groups. And yeah. <laughs> like, all her Hello, chairs yeah, are full. We'll have you. Going into the final two groups, who are those two gospel groups who know each other? The big story coming out of this was Mason Noise. Uh, oh, yeah, who, little Mason. Who went on. Who'd have thought he'd have grown up to be such a yeah, little Mr. Arse. and Mrs. Noise will be very, very disappointed with their son Mason after he'd done the song with some rapper dude who just happened to be passing yeah, by and said to take this because he had a go at Simon Cowell for editing down his original audition from mm. whatever, like 10 minutes to 52 seconds. And I I, I was a bit um, shocked by his sort of the way he handled it. But at the same time, I did sympathise with him because me and Gary yeah. speak for about two hours every week and then yeah. we edit it down to about 25 minutes. Yeah, but so how concise So I it? can sympathise with Mason Noise to an extent. Yeah, hold up. Uh-oh. 
Oh, I got something to say. I got something to say. You know what? I invite you all to film this and put up your phones. They ain't gonna throw 5,000 people out. Now listen. Mason, Mason, just one second. What gives you the right to say that? Listen. No, I, I, no you're talking to me, not them. Okay, I'll go for it straight. With the first audition I watched on Saturday, people had 10 minute slots and I went to 47 seconds. Mason, you know what? You are five seconds away from getting thrown off this stage. Yeah, and I mean it. Yeah. That's what I'm gonna do to be an artist. I'm being an artist. If you've got a problem, then just go. I ain't got a problem. Don't criticize these guys. Listen, I'm. Mason. You shouldn't be booing. It's going horribly wrong. I'm doing this for you. I'm doing this for entertainment. I'm doing this for artists. No, you are being. This is real. Don't tell me how long you should have on this show. Say how long I should have on the show. I'm bringing art. Why don't you shut this up? Is, this is about entertainment. Mason, why don't you shut I'm bringing up? entertainment back, bro. This is like, I'm bringing entertainment Mason, back to it. shut it. No. Well, then go. Why don't you, first of all, Apologize to these guys over there who spent hours editing your tape. Don't come on and insult my show and insult these producers. I ain't apologizing. You're not going to apologize. No, why right. should I? Well, then go. Wow. I mean, seriously? Um, I, again, I have this question: Is is it being hampered by the fact that they're not being shown on Saturday night? At the yes, no. hampered well, by the, no. I think it's hampered by the fact that they're delaying it more because yeah. it's not on Saturday. They're dragging night. it they're out. Dragging it out. Aren't it's they? relentless yeah. this year. It's um, like a, people are getting very annoyed with the, the fact that we're big... not on live shows yet, and it's almost November. The other big story was that Tom Bleasby, I believe his name is, who was... I hated him. Who was, who was eliminated from the chair and then got the, bring him back, bring him, bring back, him, back. Bring him and back. And Nick brought him back, brought him back. And then he has now left again of his own accord uh, yeah. for personal reasons, possibly because he's eaten one too many sausage rolls from Greg's. I know I tweeted that again, but yep. there you go, <laughs> recycling gags. Um, so now they're saying, oh, who's he going to be replaced by at Judge's Houses? It's probably going to be that guy, the Port Vale player. Who I hope it's Mason Noise. Mason Noise, maybe, or Pastor right. Hero. Not properly on Halloween, the life. Now, now they need time for Caroline Flack's broken arm to mend as well. That was I've another thing. She, Caroline was, she was only in it for the last two minutes. Do you think the... Caroline Flack is a ghost that only Ollie Murs can see? I mean, only Ollie Murs can <laughs> see it. Nobody else can see it. From the home of TV news, interviews and reviews, this is the Custard TV Live. I just want to quickly promote uh, a comedy called Together, which is on BBC Three, uh, stars and is created by Johnny Sweet, who you might know from Babylon or Sky One's Chickens. He plays a character called Tom, who is sort of unlucky in love. He meets this girl called Ellen, who's played by Cara Theobald from Downton Abbey. They sort of they sort of hit it off, but it takes a while to their relationship to gel. 
basically the premise is that you don't really see them on screen together very much. Ooh. You hear well, about no, them. Well, no, one of them is a ghost. You hear about them. <laughs> you hear about the, the dates and stuff, but a lot of it is conversations between her and her flatmate or him and his parents, played excellently by Vicky Pepperdine and yeah. Alex McQueen. I think they're the stars of this. But it is very sweet-natured. It feels very true to life. There's for a comedy that started its life on radio. There are a lot of good sort of physical comedy sequences, mm. and at the end of the day, you you like the characters. You want to spend time mm. with the characters, which, as we've said before, I think is a requisite for any TV show. And I would recommend laugh, some, laugh out loud or just like um, characters. Sometimes the, I say the laugh out loud sequences are the sort of the Vicky Pepperdine, Alex McQueen stuff, um, but they they. They're just there's good chemistry between the entire cast, and I think it helps that a lot of them were with the show when it was a radio show, so they know how you know they're, how each other acts. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No They've been together for a while, is what he's saying. Oh, that, G- Gary's still here. <laughs> uh, and and uh, finally, we'll end on a high, although it did bring yeah, Luke it, to tears. Oh, this God, was my was pick a mess. of the week. Uh, from last week mess. was the Educating Cardiff uh, finale, uh, which actually mm. had a finale in the musical, the end of term musical. I watched it with my mum because we watched this whole series together, and we were both. Yeah, oh, uh, basically what a mess. focused on. Did you did you feel that, Matt? Or I got a not... bit. Emo- I've been getting emotional almost every episode of Educating Cardiff. Oh, have you really? God, yeah. Um, well, that the girl who was self harming that really upset me. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but just quickly, you focused on two year eight students. You had Coral, who was this really sort of bubbly, sometimes misbehaved in lessons. But you found out that, you know, she lived with her dad and throughout the episode, uh, she lost she lost contact with her mum or her mum. Her mum wasn't allowed access to her on her own anymore without, you know, without, yeah, without someone else being yeah. present. And at the same time, we had... What was the name of the boy? Because I've completely forgotten his name. Sean. Sean, who um, had... Did he have cerebral palsy? Very. Yeah, he had Yeah, mild, mild, mild cerebral, cerebral palsy. Yeah. And was a bit of a sort of stick in the mud, wasn't he? A bit of a victim elder, always sort of huffing and puffing. Um, yeah. And they sort of brought him out of himself by giving him this role at the start of the show. And you saw him sort of, you know, interacting with his peers a lot more. And I think this has been the theme of this series for me is the staff and especially the head trying to identify not only the kids who are misbehaving, but generally all the kids in the school trying to find yeah. out what would what would make their lives easier, you know, even if they're uh, yeah. not misbehaving, if they're just I mean, missing lessons. that pastoral care lady yeah. was taking the young girl to the doctor. Yeah, I think the pastoral... Of an evening, yeah. and just, just incredible. I think the pastoral I, I, care, and just generally how much the teachers care, like, you know, in the first episode we had Mr Hennessy texting that one girl every morning yeah. to make sure she was coming to and they bought that girl, they bought that other boy an alarm clock so yeah. he was always you know yeah and they ridiculous. and they like helped the guy you know he never was coming to school on time and then they made him like the assembly monitor and yeah. suddenly he wanted to be in school on time 
do we need to give this a break so that it comes back with more impact or are they no. just no, they'll do another one they'll do year. another one I'm sure yeah. I, re- yeah. I reckon they go to Scotland next maybe Glasgow yeah. or maybe just... Ireland I mean I don't know it annoys me though. Well, it didn't annoy me. It upsets me a tiny bit. This was such a lovely hour of TV. Lovely people. Mm. Lovely things. Really upsetting. Really moving. Really life affirming. And yet, most people don't even know educating Cardiff is is a thing. Yeah. And it, it, well, it, it really well annoys me. Channel, I think Channel Four has that exclusive audience. That sort of, yeah. as they said at Edinburgh. Mm. This is yeah. Channel Four attracts people who don't watch linear TV normally. And it yeah. is an audience, you know, we see like less viewing figures for Channel 4 apart from stuff like Gogglebox. But yeah. it is an audience who aren't watching, you know, New Tricks or Doc Martin or things like that, which that's an older audience. Whereas a younger audience might go out of their way to watch a Educating Cardiff or a Hunted or a Catch or something like that. Because yeah. yeah. it appeals to them. And I have managed actually to get someone, an actual person who I know at work, to watch this because I know she enjoyed the East End but I had to make a point of telling her it was on because as you say if you it's don't watch it's so sad it's so yeah. sad that but people I, don't know I, pick of the week uh, I'll do mine quick my pick of the week is uh, more for again a lot of people might not know this is on Friday more for uh, welcome the second series of the returned which I have sort of seen half of, had to stop and now bloody um, ready to air is playing about with it and that, so. that's last week's um, no. One? Yeah. No, it's not. This no, coming Friday. This yeah. coming Friday. Yeah, but... Tomorrow. Oh, okay. Uh, the return. More for series one was incredible. Series two, I'm not sure yet, but series one, wow. If it's anything like it, I'm looking forward to it. And some of the characters in that are ghosts, and I like that. There you are. They're just ghosts that you actually care about and connect I'll, with. I'll do mine. Um, can I just point uh, The Muppets uh, is on Monday at Sky 1 at 8 o'clock. Oh, God. Uh, only because I was a child of the, the glory days of The Muppets, and I'm intrigued to see what they've done with it. I know that they've gone a more kind of adult theme, and it, it's not necessarily for kids. Uh, but uh, we'll have to see. It, it's just a program that lives well in my memory. Uh, and I'm also looking forward to the... And there aren't many of them. I know. Uh, <laughs> look, yeah, exactly. If not from the 70s. Uh, and I'm looking forward to the Maisie Williams episode of Doctor Who. I'm just going to just stick to what I was talking about earlier and just highlight together again. Yeah, um, promote it. 10, 10.30, BBC 2, BBC 2, BBC 3. 10.30 on Tuesday nights. <laughs> uh, let's do the quiz. It's uh, five three to Matt. Uh, we're keeping on going on this till Christmas, so Luke's got to start catching up soon. Uh, yeah. So, in that spirit, Luke can go first, yeah. and he can pick a number between one and ten. Two, please. <laughs> I don't want the age to say sixteen then for some reason. <laughs> we did have two, twenty please. one week. Yeah, I did have oh, no. and, and that yeah. might happen again one week. Who knows? Uh, number, two. number two. Number two. Yeah. Which television soap featured the cul-de-sac Sea View Circle? Oh, God. See, oh, is it Brookside? 
No. No, you that idiot. Was no, you, is, it, is it? Can I have a guess? Yes, you can. Is it El Dorado? No, it's not. No, no, no. it was not landing. What? <laughs> so, look it up. Okay, number Go five, please, Gary. Matt is choosing number five. Who was the winning entry for Switzerland in the 1988 Eurovision Song Contest? Oh, I think I know this. T- TV-based questions. What is Don TV? It is Celine Dion, correct. Wow. <laughs> what number would you like? You can't have two or five. Four. Number four. Guest presenters of this long-running show have featured Gavin Peacock, Sir Cliff Richard, Pete Waterman and Anne Widcombe. Songs of Praise? Correct. Ooh, nice. Well, it was no. only Cliff Richards that swung that for me. Nobody no. else. Oh, well, there you go. Matt, for the win. What eight, like? please, Gary. Number eight. Which dragon is creator of the restaurant chain, the Bombay Bicycle Club? That would... Be... Oh, what's her name? The new one. Come on. Oh, Come on, oh, you... Oh, God, what's her name? She's in the new isn't series it and it's completely isn't gone. Isn't it timed, Gary, this? Or not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, your time... Is up. Luke, do you want to have a go at that one? Sarah Winningham. Ah! Well done, <laughs> right. It's one each. Right, I, I'm going to ask you a question. Previously, we talked about The Apprentice. There have been one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen judges... On X Factor. That's even that, easier. Is that right. full time? Is that I guest judges? Remove, yeah, full judge. I will remove Simon Cowell, make it 12, so there's six yeah. each. Right, so off you go. Matt, name a judge. Louis Walsh. Okay, thank you very much. Luke. Talisa Constantinople. <laughs> You've got to say her name right. No, that's correct. Sharon Osborne. Sharon Osborne, correct. Luke. Gary Barlow. Correct. Gerald uh, Versace Vagina. Luke. Mel- Melanie B. Yes, indeed. It's just she listed as Mel B. She doesn't even get a full name. <laughs> Danny Minogue. Oh, well done, my favourite. Luke. <laughs> Rita Ora. Correct. Matt. Nicole Scherzinger. Correct. Nick Grimshaw. Correct. Now, okay, there is one, <laughs> there are two more listed here as judges. What? Brian Friedman. Brian Friedman. That is one of them. Well done, Luke. You need to get the last one. <laughs> Have I said Gary Barlow already? Yeah, you said Gary Barlow. Okay, this is going to bug me when you tell me what it is. Okay, give me a second. Is it a Kelly long... Rowland. Kelly Rowland. Long... Oh, I was just about to count you Kelly Rowland. Kelly Rowland. Well done, yes. <laughs> now, okay... <laughs> I think we should do people who've been runners up on the. Episode. I was well. Do you know what I was okay. just about to say? Runners up, right? Okay, so there have been twelve, eleven seasons and eleven runners up. So okay. I need the runners up. Okay. Who started? First Me? to get one wrong loses. So when we say runners up, it's people who've come second. Correct. As Luke is behind, I will give him first choice. The first person to get one wrong, or when you can't name one, is out. Okay, got it. Okay. Okay, I'm going to go with Jermaine Douglas. Jermaine Douglas from Series 9, correct. Lost to James Arthur. I'm going to go G4. G4, Series 1, lost to Steve Brookstein. Where is he now? I'm going to go with Ollie Murs. Ollie Murs, lost to Joe McKeldry. Who's laughing now? (laughs) Uh, Rebecca Ferguson. 
Yes, lost to Matt Cardle in Series 7. Ray Quinn? Ray Quinn, very good. Lost to Leona Lewis, probably quite rightly so. Uh, former Finn man Andy Abraham. Yeah, lost to Shane Ward. <laughs> Uh, J- JLS or did they come third? JLS came second. They lost to Alexandra Burke. Ridian. Ridian Roberts. Yes, lost to Leon Jackson. Um. Uh, quick, 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 quick. <laughs> Nicholas McDonald. <laughs> Nicholas McDonald. Yes, lost to Sam Bailey. There's two left. Fleur East. Fleur East. <laughs> right. Luke, you've got to get this right. I know Matt. it. I know uh, it. I. Uh, I don't know it. Uh, quick, quick. Uh, um. Will um, I help you? Until Marcus you... Collins. Yes. Yes. <laughs> You're trying this. Out <laughs> this is going to go on forever. <laughs> We're so sad. There are We're only nerds. three ever sponsors of the X Factor. Oh. Yeah, I only know the one. Well, there you are. So, Luke, you again can go first. There have been three major sponsors of the X Factor. Okay. Yeah. Matt only knows the one. And if I'm going first, I'm going to say talk talk. Yeah, I'm out there. Correct. Because I don't know either. The other so, Matt, do you want to guess <laughs> at one of the other two? Um, I will say. It's got O2 or something. No, unfortunately not. Uh, Luke, do you know any of the others? Was it? It wasn't Coke or anything no, like that. Cause Nokia were... and the Carphone Warehouse. Oh, so uh, it was. So they're all very. What a loser, Matt. <laughs> the, what the a loser. <laughs> The next one was oh, going to be guest judges, so uh, I'm glad <laughs> we can get to that. So we are we're back up to five four. Oh, um, so it's Ooh. getting it's getting hot in here. I'm coming up the rear. At Luke Custard TV for me on Twitter, um, at Match TV Bites, and at the Gary Show. I would I'd advise you to follow the three of us so you can see what Gary tweets yeah, to us. All three of us. I didn't, I'll tweet yeah. out that I like it. If you like from Darkness, tweet and tell me. <laughs> and the room I'm sure there's silent. a support group somewhere. Uh, Facebook.com <laughs> forward slash the Custard TV and the site itself, the Custard TV dot com. Thank you ever so much for listening. We'll be back as always, and we're on iTunes. If you want to scribble us down a five-star review, we'd be very grateful. No one-star review. Okay. Bye bye. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> Download this podcast from thecustardtv.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.